You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Jesus. 
And when we pray these powerful prayers, Paul is telling us there is an outcome. There is an evidence that we get to experience as we engage in these powerful prayers that have been handed down to us by the Apostle Paul. And for us today, we too are praying big prayers like Paul as a church. But if I pray this big prayer, by sharing my faith, will I be out of my comfort zone? Yes, you will be out of your comfort zone, but it will be right for you. And you will never feel more alive, my friends. And we all have experiences and have heard of other people's stories of how they have shared their faith. And for me, a couple of years ago when I was in Singapore, my favorite place on the earth. And I was, uh, I was actually invited to minister at a youth camp, and, um, and the pastor actually came to me and she said, oh, I just need you to get ready tomorrow, be prepared, because we're going out street witnessing. And I went, street witnessing? <laughs> I'm so not excited. I can't wait to do that, because that is so out of my comfort zone and out of my depth. It's just not funny. And so when I think about sharing my faith, it is definitely not street witnessing. And I remember as a young adult, I was in my apprenticeship back working back in Adelaide as an apprentice hairdresser, and I remember my boss so kindly not understanding my personality or my comfort zones at all would send me out into Rundle Mall with these discount cards. And she'd give me this discount and say, now I want you to talk to everybody that you don't know. And I want you to put this card into their hand because what you might not know is that our business was two flights up in a building. And so nobody could see where our business was. So she would send me downstairs to put cards in people's hands so that they would know where the business was. Well, I was totally out of my comfort zone in every way. And I stuck out like a sore thumb. And this might not be the way for me. But there is a path that God has called me to that I may share my faith. And two days later, God showed me this path in Singapore that he had for me to share my faith. So as I was in Singapore, street witnessing had finished. I'm so glad that that was over. You know, they did so well at it, but I was just completely out of my depth. Remember, I was in a different country. I didn't know the culture, but God did. Anyway, two days later, I was walking through. I was in a cafe in Singapore by myself, having a, having a coffee, which was amazing. And um, there was this guy who was sitting there, and he was reading a book. And I, I saw who the author was and understood that it was a Christian book because I realized who the author was. And so I just saw him reading this book and engaging in it. And, and I thought, oh, isn't that amazing? He's obviously a, a Christian. And, Anyway, I finished my coffee and left my table, and I walked out, and I was actually just going to a new shopping park here in Singapore, and I had to walk a while. And so I thought, oh, I think he might be getting lost, because I was over there by myself at this stage. So I thought, I might just ask somebody for directions. And as I was at the stoplight, I turned to my left, and there was that same guy from the cafe just standing there, and I thought, maybe I'll ask him. And so I went up to him and I just said, oh, look, you know, I, I'm new here, but I'm trying to get to this place. Am I walking in the right direction? And he said, yeah, actually, you are walking in the right direction. And I thought, you know what? I've, I've bumped into him now. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do here? And I just felt to ask him and I say to him, hey, I just noticed that you were reading this, this book by this Christian author. I really like that author. And he's like, 
and you're a Christian. I said, you know, what are you guys, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm ministering over to you. And we've got two questions for you. He said, I, I just feel like I'm so frustrated about things that are happening in my life. I'm, I'm confused at why some things are happening for other people, but they're not happening for me. And, you know, I, I believe in Jesus and I'm praying, but it seems like my prayers are not being heard. And the answers feel so far away. What can I do in my frustration? What can I do in my confusion? And I said, well, it's amazing that you say that because there's a man in the Bible called Asa who felt exactly the same way that you did. He was feeling frustrated. He was feeling confused. He was actually feeling tender by the circumstances that could not be answered in his own life. Things were happening all around him to friends on the outside who didn't even know Jesus. And he was thinking, if they're getting everything that they want, and I believe in God, and I'm praying, why is it that they're getting what they want, but my prayers are not being heard? But Asaph said these words, but when I came into the house of the Lord, when I came into a church, when I worshipped God, made everything come clear and make sense to me. All my confusion evaporated as I came into church. All my frustration lifted as I came in and I worshipped because Jesus clarified truth into my heart. And as I shared that into that young man's life, it's like revelation came. The light came on and switched on and he knew my confusion doesn't have to stay this way. My frustration doesn't have to stay with me if I come into the house of the Lord. If I worship, truth is going to come into my heart. You know, street witnessing is not my ideal way of witnessing, but that moment when I came one-to-one with a person in sharing my faith, I came alive. God knows your journey of sharing faith. You might have to step out. You might be out of your comfort zone, but it will never make you feel more more alive in that moment that God will do for you in sharing your faith. When do you feel most alive? This is a common question that people can ask. What is it that makes you feel most alive? And they might be directing that to employment or they might be directing that to something that you might like to change in your life. But if you had to ask me that question, when do I feel most alive? It's when I'm sharing my faith. Why? Because I get to watch Jesus minister and powerfully change the lives around me. You think Jesus is just in a Bible 2,000 years ago? When you start sharing your faith and stepping out, you watch Jesus minister for real in person, changing people's lives. He is not 2,000 years ago. He is present today, and you get to watch him minister and partner in the ministry with him. Amen? This is the hope of his calling in our lives. And God will show you, my friends, step out. It will be uncomfortable, but it will be right for you. He has already given you what you need. And Paul in the Bible has these four life-changing prayers. And I just want to pray one of these prayers today, and it's from Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. And it's the hope of his calling in your life. I pray, and this is what I pray over us this morning. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you spiritual wisdom and revelation in your growing knowledge of him. 
since the eyes of your heart have been enlightened, so that you may know what is the hope of His calling, and you will know God's great power. Sharing our faith this morning, this is the hope of His calling in our lives. And in Paul's letter to his friend Philemon, he prayed a profound prayer about sharing your faith. If there was a specific prayer you could pray to encourage those around you, one of the most effective prayers would be to ask God to help them fully comprehend every good thing your brother and sister has in Christ and pray over them that they would continue in actively sharing their faith. And this profound prayer by Lehman 1, 4 to 6, again, I thank my God, Paul says, making mention of you, Philemon, in my prayers, hearing of your love and your faith which you have towards the Lord Jesus and towards all those around you, so the sharing of your faith may become effective by deepening your understanding of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. The question, why be active in sharing your faith? Why be active in sharing your faith? So that you can have a deeper understanding, a fuller understanding of every good thing you have in Christ. How is it that we can have a deeper understanding by sharing our faith? This is the outcome of sharing our faith. By sharing our faith, Paul says, our understanding of every good thing we'll have in heaven Christ, it will grow. It will increase. And this is incredible evidence. And Lord, I pray this morning, I'm going to do something different. Can you stand in the house today? Because we're going to pray this prayer on the screen this morning. You know what? We're becoming active in sharing our faith and praying together. And I want to pray this prayer, and it's going to be on the screen, I'm hoping. Lord, we pray everyone this morning. Sorry, we'll start at the top. Lord Jesus, I might not be there. Lord Jesus, in order for everyone to fully understand and every good thing they have in Christ, we pray we would be active in continuing to share our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can take your seat. I just got your oxygen set. Your activity rings are going up just by those few steps. Probably not going to be enough for you today. You know, for Paul, this was a personal letter that he wrote to his friend Philemon. You know, Philemon was a successful businessman in his own right, but every week he hosted a small house church in his house weekly. He had a worker, a slave called Onesimus. Onesimus had escaped from Philemon's house and ran away to Rome. And there he met up with the Apostle Paul, who actually talked with him and shared his faith and led Onesimus to Jesus. And by Paul sharing his faith in Jesus, Onesimus, Philemon's slave, his life was absolutely transformed. So much so that he decides he needs to go back to Philemon to make things right. He ran away because he had stolen from Philemon. But Jesus had encountered him. Jesus had changed him and transformed him, and and Onesimus knew he needed to do the right thing by his owner. 
Paul writes to Philemon, vouching for him to receive him as a brother-in-law, as that's exactly what he is now that he has salvation. And Paul is writing an emotional plea letter on behalf of Onesimus, Philemon the slave. And that's where he says again, I always thank God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all God's people. And I'm praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Your love, Philemon, has given me so much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. There's some observations I want to make from this letter that Paul is writing to Philemon today. Paul says in his letter, Philemon, I hear about your faith in Jesus and your love for all God's people. And I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding in every good thing that Christ has given to you. But I can imagine Paul thinking, this is me imagining right now and observing, I can imagine Paul thinking, why has Onesimus had to come all the way from Colossae to Rome to hear about Jesus? The Colossian church met at your house weekly, Philemon. Why was he so close to your family, but so far from your faith? He may be a slave, but he needed Jesus. And today, Lord, I pray, may us as Gateway Church, as his church, may we see everyone around us. Let us not be so close to people that they become distant from our faith, but they become close and personal with us sharing our faith in Jesus. Another observation, Paul is saying that by sharing our faith, it increases our understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Maybe Philemon needed to understand that if he prayed for him, Jesus, who knew the heart of Onesimus, could speak of the struggle he was going through with a word from God from Philemon, could intervene into his life and bring freedom. The struggle that was happening on Onesimus' life, it was real. He was in a state of challenge. But if Philemon had a prayed for him, the Holy Spirit could have given him a word to intervene in that struggle and trauma that Onesimus was apparently in. The struggle was real for Onesimus to the point that he will steal from Philemon and run away knowing the penalty that would come. See the penalty from stealing from your, from your master? was sometimes crucifixion. Clearly something traumatic was going on in his life and that by Philemon sharing his faith in Jesus, maybe he could have escaped some of that trauma earlier to encounter the healing power of Jesus. For us today, can we make a point to share what we have? Can we make a point to pray for people and ask the Holy Spirit, do you have a word that will encourage them and uplift them and intervene into the struggle that we might not understand is happening in their life right now? But I think what happens for us at times, unfortunately, we hold back or we don't think we know enough and we don't share our faith, stunting our growth spiritually in understanding what we have and we can become inward by not sharing our faith as much as we could. And we can live in this tension. And if we understood more, maybe then we could share our faith. That's the tension we all live in. If I just knew more, 
if I just felt like I could be prepared to answer those questions, maybe I could share my faith more. But that is why Paul is trying to encourage us how powerful it is to share because sharing your faith helps you to understand more. Can I say that again? Sharing your faith, not the other way around. Sharing your faith increases your understanding of every good thing you have in Christ. How? By telling those around you every good thing Jesus has done for you. And this is your story. Jesus has put it into your hand to pass it on. Let us not forget to share our faith with those who we are with every day. Your freedom, your healing, your your truth that comes from your story, it was given to you freely by Jesus himself, and it can be freely shared to those around you. People need your story. People need your truth. People need the peace that you're experiencing, even though you need must be amongst challenge. Can we share freely with those around us? So this morning, how can we share our faith? Well, you can share your story, communicating every good thing that God has done for you in your life. How can we share our faith? You can ask people to come to church. You know, we have an incredible uh, two events coming up. We've got Christmas carols, which is December the 11th, and then we've got our Christmas Christmas Eve Eve service, which is Friday the 24th. And these are the cards. You saw Pastor Arden show you those. It's just as simple as putting this in your hand and actually giving it out to those people around you. And, you know, as I've been thinking about sharing my story, as I've been thinking about asking people to share, I thought, well, I know that I can, who I can ask. But as I paused in the moment, as I sat with the Holy Spirit, He started to bring people into my mind of who it is that I can invite. Sometimes we just need to take a pause. Sometimes we just need to ask the Holy Spirit, show those people around me that I can put this card and invite them to this event where they can hear about the hope of Jesus. Thirdly, how can we share our faith? You can pray for opportunities. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you opportunities to share your faith. And this is where change occurred and transformation took place. You know, Paul in prison, Paul from prison talked and he prayed with a listener. Paul understood the freedom we could have in Christ even though he was in chains. By Paul sharing his faith, Onesimus received the freedom of Jesus. Onesimus' life had been transformed, and so he decides to go back to Philemon. He decides to go from Rome back to Colossae to make wrong things right. And Paul wrote in the letter to Philemon these words, Philemon, has he done anything wrong to you? Does he owe you anything? Then charge it to me. I'll pay it back. And Paul writes to Philemon, vouching for him to receive him as a brother in the Lord, as that's exactly what he is. Philemon, the master, lost the slave. But Philemon, the Christian, gained a brother. And he gained that brother forever. The greatest social changes come when people are changed one heart at a time. So what will occur if you share your faith? You get to share in another person's story. And your faith grows if you share your faith. You are reminded of what you have in Christ. Sharing your faith is powerful. 
and this morning share your faith so that you can enter their world with the accuracy of the Holy Spirit. When we share our faith, we enter into the life of those around us. And one of the questions is, is well, how will I know what to say? God, I can, I can sense that you're nudging me out. I can sense that you're bringing that person to, to the light in front of me. But how am I going to know what to say when I get into that moment? And I need to tell you this morning that the Holy Spirit is your accuracy. The Holy Spirit is your truth. The Holy Spirit will help you this morning. And as you do, 1 Kings 18, 12, the Spirit of the Lord, He will carry you. Matthew 4, 1, as the Spirit led Jesus, He will lead you. Mark 1, 12, the Spirit will empower you to go on. Luke 12, 12, He will teach you what to say. And lastly, John 16, 3, the Holy Spirit, He will guide you. And we see in the book of Acts how Philip enters the world of the eunuch. There's this powerful account in the book of Acts between Philip, a disciple of Jesus Christ, and a eunuch. And Philip is experiencing in this encounter how the Holy Spirit does these encounters, these conversations, these moments with accuracy. Philip was carried, he was led, he was compelled, he was taught what to say and guided to a young man who needed Jesus to be explained to him. Acts 8.26 says this, An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Go south to the desert road, he said. It's the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So Philip started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian official. The man had an important position in charge of all the wealth of the king of Ethiopia. This official had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home he was sitting in his chariot, and he was reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The Holy Spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. So Philip ran up to the chariot, and he heard this young man reading Isaiah the prophet. And he said to him, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch said to Philip, well, how can I, he said. I need someone to explain this to me. So he invited Philip into the chariot to come and explain and Acts 8.35 says this, Then Philip began with that same part of the scripture, and he told him the good news about Jesus. What was the outcome of Philip and his encounter with the eunuch? The young man received Jesus, and then asked to be water baptized, and the Bible says he went on full of joy. How did it all start? An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, and Philip responded. Share your faith this morning so that you can be the bridge to connect people to Jesus. Be the bridge. Don't pass them by. You're the connection link between people and Jesus. You know, in Luke 15, Jesus tells us the story of a lost coin, a lost sheep, and a lost son. The lost coin, the lost the coin was lost, but didn't even know it. And this represents most people around us today. They don't even know they're supposed to have a relationship with God. For the story of the lost sheep, they knew it, but had no idea where to look for the shepherd. And this can be our second group of people today. They know that God exists, but they don't know where to find Jesus. And for the lost son, 
for the last time, geographically, he was not lost, and he knew how to go back to his father. He had to get back to his father's house. And most people today have lost coins or the lost sheep. They need us to connect them to Jesus. They need you to connect them to Jesus and welcome them like the father with his son with open arms and joy. Luke 10.25, Jesus says this to you, Go and do likewise. Fill your faith. Go and do likewise. You know what? totally amazing to me that it stood out to me that 34 out of 40 times when Jesus performed the miracles in the gospel, either people brought Jesus to the person that needed him or they brought the person that needed Jesus to Jesus. I mean, this is amazing. 85% of the gospel, when Jesus interacted and changed lives, it was because someone was the connecting bridge between that person who needed God and God himself. And we need to remember this morning that we are just the carriers to bring people to Jesus, but he alone this morning, my friends, he is the true and great and mighty source of every miracle. You know, there was this um, couple of weeks ago, it was after church, and I was just uh, going to the supermarket, and I just thought I'd go past and so grocery shopping takes a while, as we know, ladies. And so I just went into this shop, and uh, the lady behind the counter said to me, Oh, where have you been this morning? And I said, Oh, just come from church. And she said, Oh, I used to go to church. I said, Oh, did you? I said, You don't know? And she said, No, I had a, a sister of mine who died in a horrific car accident. And I said, but you never reconciled that with God. I asked him. I put my pain out there. But I just felt like he couldn't answer that pain. And I just couldn't reconcile that how do bad things happen to good people? And so where are you in that? And I think for all of us, we all ask that question often. And I said to her, you know, I'm just really so sorry to hear about your sister Dana. It must have been so tragic for you when you were crying. But I know today, without any doubt, that Jesus is still here with you. You may have left him, but he is so close to you. He loves you. He's waiting for you. And I just pray that when I walk away from you, I'm going to pray healing down to the Lord. So please, that just to pass through on this day, that maybe no one will hear to you because I know that he loves you. Taken back, and she said, Thank you so much for that. Mean that to me. It was so welcome. I said, You know, I hate coming to my house. I'm going to try to speak to you every day. And if you ever want to come, just say to me, I'm free. You know, when I was preparing this message, I felt the Holy Spirit take a pause with me and encounter me. And he said, You have so much more opportunity to this life. You see, this is one space. He said, Marie, when I see this space, I'm not sure I can handle it safely. I started to think, I can go back to that lady. And I can say to her, hear your story. It just impacted me so much. I'd love to invite you for a coffee because I'd love to hear about it more and just to sit with you. Just to talk with you. Can you do that? 
Holy Spirit wants you to be the power for your life. The same people that you gave me are coming for you from the power of your Amen. Lastly, share your fellowship so you can experience your power together. Ephesians 3 16 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And I want to end with this story. You know, preaching a word, it's not going to always be with our persuasive words that people will listen, but it will be the demonstration and the power of the Holy Spirit. Last Wednesday night, we had our encounter night here, and I was speaking to my friend Rob, and I went up to him during the prayer time, and I said, oh, can I pray for you so that that can the Holy Spirit, because I know that you've been praying for this for six months, and I know that you've been desiring it, and he's like, I love that. It hasn't happened yet. So, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, that's good. And so, um, I love this story. And so, I just sat there and I told him this story about how, um, you know, my friend, uh, when I was a youth leader at the time, I said that my friend was a youth and came down to get prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and just promised it. All my might and all my energy, I was praying for her to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I've seen so many other people do it. Surely it's going to happen. No, it didn't happen. And she didn't speak in tongues, and I'm like, what happened? I don't I feel it. 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 I knew it was a promise. Why wouldn't it be happening if it was a truth and if it was a promise from God? And I remember my youth pastor having to console me because I was crying so much. Why didn't you get filled with the Holy Spirit? And I told Rob this story. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen straight away, but it's a promise and it's a truth. It means it just has to happen. His word cannot return void. It has to meet its target every time because he is Jesus and he is true. And so I said, let's just keep praying and see what happens. And so I led him through and I said, do you feel like you're getting any words, not like him, but coming into your mind that you speak like you're going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell me that. Just put it back in your mouth. I'm just going to pray with you and see what happens. It doesn't matter if we have to sit here every week at church praying for him. It's kind of like a big concrete wall holding a dam of living water. You just got to keep talking and keep persisting and keep going and keep sharing and keep praying and keep sharing and keep knocking and keep asking and keep going because what you're doing is you're putting a crack through that damn wall. And as you keep going, the crack gets bigger and wider because that's how wide and deep His love is. And when it rushes through, it comes through in living water. Well, I started speaking in tongues and something just came on me in that moment where. I felt like God was saying these things and I was going deeper in my prayer language and it was tickling my spirit and building my innermost faith up within me. 
and I'm just having my own moment, and when I finally come around and look down, there's Rob on the ground, on his knees, filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues with fluency, filled. We kept going and we kept persistent. We kept staring our face and the living water tracked through the concrete and the walls come tumbling down. I said to him afterwards, how do you feel? He said, I just feel joy. I just feel joy. Something that you've been praying and asking for for six months finally. You're moving in it. You're walking in it. You're believing in it. You're walking with the Holy Spirit. I wanted to tell you. Somebody was to come up to the group to tell that person who was a God. He died in God. Last day of this way at this church, I pray that we may be active in sharing our faith so that we will increase in a greater understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. As we share our faith, the Holy Spirit will teach us and guide us with His word of truth. As we share our faith, we can become the connecting group to see Jesus. And life change. And lastly, as we share our faith, we will together experience life change. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.